welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've invited a lovely lady. Her name is Navi Bliss. She is a dating and relationship coach. And we're going to be discussing today dating with confidence. So welcome, Navi. Thank you so much for having me, Lynn. You're very welcome. I'm really excited to have a chat with Navi today because one of her key areas that she's an expert in is dating with confidence and she has her own four keys to dating with confidence that we're going to be running through today. So Navi, before we get into that, would you please tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you got into this industry before we get stuck into the subject? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm someone that really struggled with my own confidence and self-worth, which led me to have really terrible relationships in my life. So I grew up in a home with a mother that was physically and emotionally abusive towards me. And that's what led me to have really low self-worth because that was the voice in my head always. And that led me on a long journey um, where I first started with trying to outsource my worth um, to men. And that didn't work out very well. Um, So I got married when I was um, very young and I thought, okay, great. Now I know that I finally matter, that I have worth because someone chose me, someone loves me. And then that marriage ended because he had a child with somebody else when we were still married, which just shattered me and left me at a place where I was even lower than when I got into that relationship, because that's what happens when we try to outsource our worth. And then that led me on a path where I ended up in even worse relationships. And um, I was in a number of abusive relationships. And in 2016, that was when I walked away from my second consecutive abusive relationship in a row and it it was kind of a miracle that I got out of that one and I just at that point I knew that's it I'm never going to be in this place again I'm going to do whatever I need to do to heal so that this doesn't happen again because abuse is never our fault but and we don't do anything to deserve it but at a certain point if that's who we keep like having in our lives it's because we're allowing them to come into our lives and I knew that I wasn't going to allow that into my life anymore so I went to therapy I got coaching and I did individual therapy and individual coaching and then I was in a group group coaching program and I realized when I was in a group coaching program that I also had this gift to see things in other people because everyone wanted my advice when I was in that program And I realized this was my calling and I got certified and I started coaching. And now it's my mission in life to 
help women to feel good in their own skin every single day and find loving, healthy relationships from that place. Excellent. It's strange to me how many people, well, it's not strange. I think it's probably more obvious that, um, you know, that our mess becomes our message and, you know, our, our challenge and hurt and trauma can become our future gifts and talents, can't it? Absolutely. And I, I just think that's true for, for everybody in one way or another that, um, you know, uh, it's like, I don't know if anyone is familiar with Viktor Frankl, but, you know, it's life has the meaning that we give, choose to give to it. And I like what you said, you know, that if we keep accepting uh, abusive relationships, and that's what we'll keep attracting. And, you know, though it's not our fault, you know, I think it is our responsibility to get to that point and realize and give ourselves a wake up call like you did and, and have, make that decision. And it is just making that decision that this isn't going to happen to me again. Exactly. And the thing is, like, it, the decision is the hardest part um, because there's work involved in that. But I think once you make that decision, you know, okay, that I would rather be alone than allow someone to treat me poorly because I'm going to find the strength that I need to be alone rather than, you know, trying to continue to get some sort of worth or validation from a relationship and from a person that doesn't have the capacity to give it to me. Absolutely. And uh, I think a lot of us can relate to, you know, searching for that external validation or feeling like we need that external validation when actually we just need to give that to ourselves, don't we? Absolutely. And that's also when we're our most radiant, attractive selves. When, you know, we have that within ourselves, we are loving and self-accepting, then we just radiate and glow this positivity from the inside out. Excellent. I love that. <laughs> so back on the, to the subject then of uh, dating with confidence. I know that you've got four keys that you like to share about uh, dating with confidence. So would you like to just talk about the first one to start us off, Navi? Yes. So my first key to dating with confidence and living with confidence actually is living your values. So oftentimes I say this and people are like, yeah, of course I'm living my values. Um, but the problem comes when you have value, values that are in contradiction with one another. And it creates cognitive dissonance because there is parts of you that are in conflict and that is not going to lead to confidence coming from you, right? Radiating out. So some examples are perhaps you value success and you value fun and the way that you've been taught for how to achieve success is hustle extreme hustle and you work your butt off you're always hustling and that leaves no room for fun in your life and on the one hand, you might feel proud of how hard you're working and all the hustle that you're creating in your life. But then there's a part of you that is also frustrated with yourself and angry with yourself because you're missing this whole other aspect of your life that you value. So the key to that becomes now 
figuring out a way to create balance in your life because if there's something that you really really value and you're not living it in your life it's impossible to be fully confident because you know that there's something that you're missing and it's not something that you're missing that someone else is telling you that you're missing it's something that come that's coming from within and you feel like you're missing it another example is someone who values positivity and peace and values connection but then the way that they've learned to connect with people is through gossip through negativity through complaining maybe you grew up in a household where that's the only way you connect with people and so you're engaging in those behaviors and it's really fulfilling your need and your value for a connection. But then there's this part of you that realizes, okay, this isn't bringing peace and positivity into my life to communicate with people in this way, to engage in these types of conversations. And again, there's this cognitive dissonance and there's this part of yourself that isn't in alignment. There's this part of yourself that you're not liking and you are not going to feel like your proudest, most confident self when you're living in this way. Thank you. That's that some great examples there. And just for those members of the audience that aren't really sure what are what values, could you give them a, another few examples of what potentially values look like? Values are anything that is super important to you and that you consider a non-negotiable. And these are all personal and there's each person values something different, right? So basic ones that most people value are connection, our relationships, our love, our um, peace, our joy. But there could be other things that you really value that are super important to you. Perhaps it's taking care of the environment. Perhaps it's living a certain type of lifestyle. Perhaps it's really maintaining your health at a very high level. Um, and these are all personal things. And um, if you're not sure if there's parts of you that are in conflict, um, a great way to start is just to make a list of all of the things that you value and then see how you're meeting those needs, how you're living those values. And if there's gaps or if there's things that are sort of in contradiction what are steps you can take to start to eliminate those contradictions and to fill in those gaps? Excellent. I love that. It's a great thing to do is to start off by making a list and, you know, make a list about your true values because I've had people, you know, do this exercise where they've um, said wealth, for example, is one of their things they value. But then when we've had a conversation, you know, their focus and their life is not telling me that that is important to them at all because their attention is elsewhere. Absolutely. And for most people, what it comes down to is they value security and freedom. And that's like, and they attribute that to wealth. But there's, it, it, but if it's wealth or if it's a certain number, a lot of times you can achieve security and freedom at a lesser point. It doesn't mean that you can't still go after that but it doesn't mean that you have to live your life for that number if your bigger values are security and freedom absolutely so thank you for tidying that one up so anything else around that first key to confidence before we move on to the next one well i think that there you know are there's so much deeper we can go but this is sort of a really good starting point um, to take an inventory of your life, take an inventory of the things that you value. And then if these are things that you're struggling with, this is 
that that would be a great time to reach out for support and one-on-one help because everybody is a little different. Everybody where they're blocked is a little different. And um, if this is something you're struggling with figuring out on your own, this is where the one-on-one support is helpful. Absolutely, 100% agree with that. So moving on to the second key then, Navi. So the second key to confidence is cultivating self-trust. So it's impossible to feel confident uh, if you don't trust yourself. And it's also impossible to have boundaries if you don't trust yourself. And this happens in so many little ways. So every time you keep a promise to yourself, you're cultivating self-trust. And every time you break a promise to yourself, you're breaking self-trust. So this could be, you say, I'm going to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and I'm going to work out for an hour before I start my day. And you say this to yourself day after day after day and you don't do it. So you start to not believe the things that you say. And this doesn't mean that you can't want to do that but it sometimes comes in doing a reality check with yourself if you've made that promise and you're unable to keep it take a look at your life as to why like maybe it's too much maybe you set like what you say to yourself is i'm going to wake up five minutes earlier and i'm going to do 15 push-ups before i start my day and see how that goes right and like you build from there because Our desire, when we set these insane goals and we want to transform ourselves, like have that um, 180 overnight, it's because we don't love ourselves. If we actually loved ourselves, we would be okay with slowly improving. Yes. And and all improvement is incremental. So if you are 1% better today than you were yesterday and 1% better tomorrow. In a year, you're not going to be 365% better. It's all cumulative because that 1% is going to build on the 1% from the day before and the one so it's going to be a lot more. And if you think about that, even if you were, even if it was even if it wasn't cumulative, but it is cumulative. If you were 365% better in a year, <laughs> in a better place than you are now, how amazing would that be? But That's it's beautiful. often this, yeah, it, but it's our desire that it's like, no, I want to be, you know, I want to lose 50 pounds by next week. I want to do this. <laughs> I want to, and it's like, it's all of these things, but they, they cause us to create these promises and say these things to ourselves that we're unable to keep and then how are we going to believe in ourselves like how are we going to believe ourselves if we say these things that are not true so this is just really taking inventory of your life and realizing okay what are the things that I'm saying to myself that I'm not having follow through with Mm. and why why am I not having follow through and what can I do to have follow through Could I be that I need to make a much smaller promise to myself, you know, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to meditate for 60 minutes a day and you don't have 60 minutes a day. Could you do a one minute meditation? Could you start there? Right. And like, that is a promise, you know, no matter how busy you are, you're going to find that one minute and you're going to give it to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not putting yourself in a state of impossibility where 
you know, um, because I think it is a, a, a society at the minute, unfortunately, where everything's instant gratification, isn't it? And then we it puts pressure on ourselves and we say we're going to do things which then just puts us into overwhelm, which then causes us to not do it at all. Exactly. And, and how this translates into dating is if you don't have strong level of self-trust, you're going to end up being really prickly because you won't be able to have healthy boundaries. So this, I, I see this in people where, um, because they've broken so many other promises to themselves that if, you know, um, if someone was to um, ask them to for intimacy really soon or ask them like to come over really soon. And these are things that they don't feel comfortable with. Instead of just saying, being able to say, no, I don't do that or I'm not comfortable with that. They come across as super prickly or maybe that person even hasn't gone there, but they just, you know, they're giving you a compliment and you're jumping five steps ahead because you know that you don't have the ability to have that boundary. And then you're attacking someone and you're, thwarting what could be a real connection and the thing is we're all different and someone's ability to be a good partner to you isn't them showing up in the world and having every quality and knowing every single thing to say to you right off the bat it's it's their ability to respond to how you communicate and to your needs and your wants, right? So someone can ask you something and if you say no and they respond to that with warmth and receptivity and understanding, that's what's going to make a good partner. It's not them never asking the thing that would make you uncomfortable in the first place. Yes, absolutely, 100% agree. So um, any, any other thoughts or explanations around self-trust before we move on to your next dating with confidence key so um a good way to to see where you don't have good self-trust is where do you feel shaky and wavering and uncomfortable in your life or where are conversations that are super triggering where you know you're having a reaction where you know that it is an overreaction um that's where you want to dig a little deeper in those areas. And that'll sort of illuminate for you areas in your life where you're lacking self-trust. And once you are aware of that, then you can slowly start taking steps to cultivate more self-trust in your life. Yeah. And I think, you know, a good starting point is um, understanding what, what, what triggers you, you know, what, what creates a negative emotion within you. And it isn't usually the other person that's that's said something or done something. It's usually, you know, probably related to stuff that's happened previously in your previous experiences that's suddenly being mirrored back to you that that needs to be healed and uh, resolved. Exactly. So I, I I personally feel that whatever might be triggering you is is a flag to say this this is what needs healing, and it might be that you need to do get uh, rid of the, that particular person out of your life whether they're a romantic person or, or an, a, mom, a family member or a friend or whatever um, it might mean that you might need to keep them at arm's length 
because um, they're not a good person for um, in the way that they treat you, for example. But, um, you know, certainly to start with, I do feel that if something is bringing up or someone is bringing up something within you that's triggering a negative emotion within yourself, then it's definitely a thing that needs looking at for healing. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I, what I think we owe to ourselves is like just giving the person an opportunity because sometimes this is like when you're traumatized and you're wounded, your just initial reaction is to just push everyone away right off the bat. And we're not giving people a chance to, to meet our needs. And so just if you express a boundary or you express a need and you give the other person a chance to meet you there, and then if they're unable to meet you there, then now, you know, okay, I need to either distance this relationship or I need to cut this person out of my life but it's at least giving the opportunity because a lot of times there's so many people in our lives that that want to they want to understand right and but they're just they don't and they need you to to communicate that and to share that with them I agree with that you know because unfortunately I do think there's been a lot of movements such as the feminist movement the Me Too movement, for example, that has become, for me, a bit uncomfortable um, because I see a lot of man bashing and I don't think it's fair, you know, to label all men narcissists, for example, or abusers, um, you know, just because we've been through that in, in previous relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, like, there is, like, part of being in a relationship is there's a learning there's a learning of of each other and the thing is everybody has a different boundary so you're not wrong for having the boundary that you have but the thing is someone may have been in a relationship with someone else in the past that had a different boundary absolutely and it's it's been like you say a bit more flexible and open to giving people a chance not not a chance to keep obviously repeating repeatedly um using unacceptable behavior towards you, but obviously uh, understanding what your your own reactions are, you know, is, is it reasonable um, to respond or react the way you're doing? Exactly, yeah. So, Navi, anything else on that second dating with confidence tip around self-trust or can we move on to the third one? we can move on to the third one so usually with self-trust like what's going to happen is you're going to notice like a couple things right off the bat and as you start to dig deeper you're going to notice more areas and this is constant like I find this is the thing that you constantly have to to work on I mean all of these things really but um especially with the self-trust you're going to start to notice different areas and that those aren't reasons to get worried it just means that you're becoming more self-aware and that's a good thing yeah Absolutely. So number three, then what's number three in your keys to dating with confidence? So my number three is living your passions. So it is impossible for you to show up in the world if you are not living your passions in a, in a radiant, confident way. Because if you're bored with your own life, and you show up on a date from a place of being bored in your own life, where you show up in your life from a place of being bored in your own life, 
that is not radiating joy and confidence. So I understand that not everybody gets to live their passion in their job, right? And that because maybe you have a job that you need to pay the bills, but you have to find a way to integrate your passions into your life. And sometimes there is this belief that our passions are something that we need to excel at, we need to be really amazing at. No, they're just things that bring us joy that we feel excited about, that we feel passionate about. And they're different for every single person. So maybe you are, feel passionate about dancing. This doesn't mean you have to be a great dancer. But if you take that dance class once a week and then someone asks you about it or what's happening in your week and you get to talk about it and you say, oh my God, I learned this step and this was amazing and I love this music or you know, I went to this dancing social and you light up when you talk about it. For somebody else, it could be video games, right? It, it doesn't have to be the same thing, right? And you're excited about that and your face lights up about that. It could be really anything at all that you're passionate about. But when someone is asking you about your life, right? Just imagine being on a date with somebody and you're asking about their day. Yeah, it's fine. I went to work. You know, I came home, I had dinner, I watched some TV and I went to bed. Like, are you excited to be on a date with that person? (laughs) (laughs) And then, exactly. And then someone else is sitting in front of you, even if you don't have the same passions as them, right? And they say, okay, well, you know, maybe they weren't excited. If you are excited about your job, that's amazing, you know, you know, but if you're not, then, you know, if then maybe that's not the thing that you focus on in conversations, even if it's something that you're talking about that the other person has isn't interested in, but they see your face light up and say, Oh yeah, I love to do this. And, you know, I have a group of people that I get together with and I do this every week and it's, you know, we have so much fun and whatever it is. Right. And it could be the the thing that's the the nerdiest thing, or it could be the thing that's the, (laughs) that seems like it's the coolest thing. It does. It doesn't matter. It's the energy that you bring that you're going to radiate that that is radiating confidence into the world. And that's, what's going to, by you being interested and passionate about your own life, that's what makes you interesting. And other people are going to find you interesting and they're going to see that passion within you and it's going to ignite feelings within them yeah I I love what you've just said there and I think it's important to also say that you know some people really do know what their passion and purpose is and that that is their job and like you say that's very lucky if that is the case Um, but for other people it might be an external hobby but for other people it might be that they've, they've actually got many interests and hobbies that they enjoy you know so you might be one of these butterfly people that that's just curious about loads of things that that make you happy exactly and I often find that like once you delve in you're going to find more things that you're passionate about right like this is how you create this exciting life on your own and this is also how you like I mean one of the things that I always tell people with dating is um don't play hard to get be hard to get And how you're hard to get is you have this amazing full life on your own. And an amazing full life doesn't mean these like artificial things that you're creating, but it means real things. And it's just having passions, right? So it could be 
a number of different things in your week and you're not and that makes you unavailable for last minute dates and it's not because you're playing a game it's because you have all of these things that are happening in your life and what you're putting out there is that someone needs to book you ahead of time to have availability in your calendar because you live this vibrant exciting life all on your own and if they want to be a part of that then they have to put in some effort and because you're not just available all the time yeah I 100% agree with that one definitely (laughs) that's something (laughs) I, I definitely had to learn myself you know and it all shows then your value you know that you're a high value person that you're not always available when somebody clicks fingers, no matter how much you're into them, you might, you might be really, really, you know, uh, seriously attracted to this person. But the thing is that you're going to be seriously attracted to them if you're not always there at the click of the fingers. Exactly. And the thing is, the person that you need to be the most excited about is yourself and your life. Absolutely. So uh, the last key with your dating with confidence then Navi so the last key is to practice loving kindness every single day and then there's four categories for practicing loving kindness so one is for you need to do something every single day for your mental health so this is going to be different for every single person It could be going for a walk in nature. It could be meditating for a few moments. It could be just sitting and taking some deep breaths. Um, It could be journaling. Just something for your mental health every single day. And this needs to be a practice and you need to do it every single day because you want confidence is also a habit that you have to cultivate. And these doing these things every single day is going to be helpful for you. The second is for your spiritual well-being. You need to do something every single day. This is, again, going to be different for every single person. If you're a religious person, this could be practicing in your religion, saying a prayer, doing something. If you're not a religious person, this could be connecting with yourself. Again, it could be journaling, could be taking a walk in nature. It could be anything that just contributes to your spiritual well-being. The next thing is you want to do something for your physical well-being every single day. So again, there's so many options here. Um, it could be choosing to to eat something healthy, right? It doesn't have to be an overhaul of your diet, but maybe you notice, okay, I need a little bit more fruit or veg. So I'm going to try to eat a piece of fruit or veg every single day, right? It could be, you know, um, if you're already in a place like where you're taking care of your health, you continue doing those things, right? Um, But something that you're doing for your um, physical well-being every single day, exercise, whatever it is. Um, And then the last one um, is you're going to do something for your aesthetic well-being every single day, because you are not going to feel confident if you do not take care of yourself in this way. And this can be small things. So I'm not saying that you need to wake up in the morning and do full hair and makeup and glam every single day, right? But if you're wearing um, sweats from three days ago with stains on them that don't smell so nice, you're not going to feel confident, right? So like you have to find 
something that you're able to do. It could be that, you know, you, you get up and you take a shower, you make sure you do that every single day, you put on some, even if you're putting on those sweats, you put on fresh, clean, <laughs> nice smelling ones so that you feel good about yourself, something that it's that if you go out into the world or someone sees you, you're not shrinking down in yourself because you feel really bad about yourself. So something that you're doing for your aesthetic well-being, and it could be going all out if that's if that's your thing. And it doesn't, it could just be something as small as taking a shower or putting on um, some clean, fresh clothes. So those are the, um, the four things that you need to integrate into your life every single day well even if you think you know, I'm really not going to be doing much today and I'm just going to wear some casual sweats or whatever they might be you might still decide to put on some pretty underwear underneath those sweats mightn't you exactly exactly right or like a little bit of lip gloss or you know just like like something something that like makes you feel good and it's also knowing that you're worth it that it's not something that you're doing for another person it's something that you're doing for yourself absolutely all right so Navi before we wrap the episode up tell the audience a little bit about the best way they can contact you should they want to get in touch so the best way to contact me is through my website I also have a free download there um which um you can um, just put in your email address and get the download. And my website is um, navibliscoaching.com. Navibliscoaching.com. Thank you so much. I'll put all Navi's information as well in the show notes. So before we actually wrap up the episode completely, Navi, any final words of wisdom or advice that you'd like to share? I just want to share that self-love self-confidence is a journey and there's going to be days that feel easier and feel better and there's going to be days that feel more difficult and to just be kind and gentle with yourself and trust that if you put um if you have a process and you follow that process that it just over time gets better and better and better yeah and every journey just starts with that first step doesn't it you know and it, it can lead to like you said that that compounded self-growth over time. Exactly. And and life is a dance also. So, you know, like sometimes you can take a step forward and sometimes you're going to take a step back. And the key thing is to, if you take a step back, you just start again and take that next step forward. Yeah. I, I loved a quote by Ginger Rogers where she said, oh, everybody com com complimented Fred Astaire, you know, for his dancing skills. She says, but I... I managed to dance with him backwards. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in high heels. So, you know, top that sort of thing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so what she was basically saying, that she could still progress, even though she was, you know, perceived to be um, going in the opposite direction, wearing different shoes that might hamper her progress. Yeah. And I just think it's the, it's just your ability to keep going. And every time you take, um, you take a step and you have the courage, especially after a setback, um, that courage actually translates into confidence. 
So on that note, Navi, thank you so much for being my guest today. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for everyone who listened. Okay, so just going to wrap the episode up, as I always do, with True Love Starts with Opening Our Hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.